Welcome back to Club Hop. Columbia Marketing Club, a new group on campus, aims to be the CFIG of marketing, or rather the CWBS of marketing. Actually, it's more like the Economic Society of Marketing, the Debate Society of Marketing, the Chess Club of Marketing. We're really filling a white space at Columbia. Elena Scott, Columbia College Class of 2021, is one of the co-presidents of Columbia Marketing Club. And that's something that we got consistently in our club applications, was people saying, you know, I've tried all these different clubs, um, and it didn't feel like it um, really fit with what I was interested in. Um, we're looking at incorporating um, both the creative side and the business side of marketing, um, which is something I think is kind of missing on campus. I wouldn't say we're filling the role of a specific club at Columbia. Um, I think we're trying to do something new. Yeah. And just to clarify for your audience, so we're the first and only club at Columbia dedicated to marketing and brand and consumer sectors. Andy Liu, also Columbia class of 2021, is the other co-president of Columbia Marketing Club. We're really not only about marketing. I think that's just the branding play, just to make it sound very simple, just the marketing club. But we also want to fill the white space for not only marketing and brand, but also just consumer sectors overall, um, especially consumer goods and retail. There's never really a space in business organizations at Columbia to really engage with that space and that for that programming to exist. And even the, you know, the entrepreneurial clubs on campus, we hear this a lot from applicants and even from the president of CWBS, the Women's Business Club. She definitely reiterated too, like even the entrepreneurial and business clubs, they don't talk about like consumer goods and the consumer landscape. Okay, so there's no club analogous to CMC. That's to be expected of a completely new campus venture. At least, mostly new. You said that you're the first club on campus to really do uh, marketing and brand, but you also mentioned on the site that you're like the first undergrad club. So I guess you guys are probably aware of the Marketing Association of Columbia. The Marketing Association of Columbia is, to quote their website, a 200-person member club for students interested in marketing careers across a broad range of industries. If you've never heard of them, it's probably because they're exclusive to the business school. Yeah, absolutely. So we're the first undergraduate. Let me um, put that as a caveat. And, you know, honestly, that's actually like the MBA marketing clubs have been a big inspiration for us to create this. I always that marketing clubs were only an MBA, a graduate level thing. And MAC, which is the Marketing Associate, Association of Columbia, we actually have a relationship with, um, with that organization. And the president of that organization has actually encouraged us to even create UMC. And she's a Columbia College alum. She just felt like it was sorely needed. Um, but then I was like kind of browsing and I saw that like Stanford had a marketing club, an undergraduate one. So I was like, why not, you know? Um, and I feel like, you know, it really could exist at an undergraduate level as well, not just a business school level. Yeah, we're really excited to have the mentorship as well from the business school side. The current co-president has been absolutely instrumental in getting us off the ground. Um, so we're very grateful to her um, for that. 
Walk me through like the timeline of how CMC came to be, because I'm sure this wasn't just a summer project, you know, like, oh, let's start a marketing club. Um, you know, how did your experiences play into where you guys are today with starting this club? How did you guys even get to be co-presidents instead of just having one person found this thing? Yeah, I think to answer your question about co-presidents, the idea came from me and I reached out to Elena and I wanted us to be equals and be both co-presidents. Um, just so that we're kind of equal partners in this venture. And I also feel that working with Elena, it's been super instrumental in getting this club off the ground and even just asking for feedback and asking for, you know, how does this email look? Like how how should we do the recruiting form? I think it's just so instrumental to have work with somebody and have a second eye to look at things. And there's some ideas that we I go, I have that aren't realistic maybe or for the club or for recruiting and you know vice versa and I feel like it's always good to have another person another set of eyes um and just also another person to help expand I feel like one person is just it's just too much of a challenge and we I reached out to Elena and we both actually have experience working at consumer brands so you know we've we've both felt that there wasn't really a club that resonated with us um, in our backgrounds and the students that we felt were like-minded. We actually met at a marketing recruitment event initially. We did, we met at the L'Oreal, you know, L'Oreal marketing event. Um, so it's very fitting. And, you know, like events like that, we don't really know like what, what clubs would be, you know, handling an uh, interaction with L'Oreal. So you guys just, I guess, wanted to have some sort of central place where a lot of brands could meet. Something for undergrads that's like Mac, but not quite. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, Mac is just not accessible for undergrads. It's an MBA, MBA club. So we felt like something needed to exist for Columbia undergraduate students as well, especially considering the New York landscape has so many consumer brands. It's just rich in consumer brands, um, whether whether or not that's CPG or fashion or uh, retail, et cetera. New York is really, um, there's been a lot of innovation in that space and, and in marketing too um, in the past few years with startups like Glossier and Reformation and Warby Parker, et cetera. So they've really you know, these are really like eye-catching brands that have really changed the how they, how how branding is, and and um, a lot of them are in New York. Reformation is not, but and much like Reformation, many of us are also not in New York. The Activities Board of Columbia has said that like they aren't recognizing new groups right now, and that they're not sure of how like allocation is even going to work this year, right? So, I guess my question is outside of the basic how is this club going to operate this semester like how are you planning to move forward with the club this semester and what's changed in that planning yeah absolutely i mean of course in the spring we weren't anticipating a virtual launch um but it became clear and clearer throughout the summer that this was something we were going to have to plan for in terms of not recognizing new clubs they don't recognize new clubs um, until two semesters of active programming mm -hmm. anyway. That's the traditional format for Columbia clubs. Um, so we really went into this knowing that we weren't going to have um, funding, club funding. Um, 
so our priority then became, okay, what can we do just really based on our own innovation and our own kind of putting together these events? Um, in terms of how it's going to run, we'll know a little bit more about that after we recruit our board, which will be happening this weekend. Quick notes. Elena and Andy had closed their board applications at the time of this recording. In fact, they had an interview with an applicant shortly after this interview. It'll definitely consist of a lot of virtual events, um, Zoom webinars. We have a couple in the works already. Um, we'll have inner um, events for club members um, focused a lot on mentoring. Um, and then one other project that we're working on um, is a newsletter, um, which will have interviews with um, marketing um, alums of Columbia, um, might have job postings and connection with the career center. Um, and then we also want to include news sourced from our membership. Um, so if people see a marketing campaign that they're really excited about, um, that might be something that they send into the newsletter um, to share with the broader community. I do think the highlight of our club will be focused on speakers this year. And honestly, also to expand on that, you know, I'm sure you might imagine it's much of a challenge to start a club um, during the pandemic. But in some ways, we feel like it's made things much more flexible for us because our events are virtual. And I think, you know, that would have been so much more complicated had we been on campus because we have to think about, you know, providing perhaps like transportation to our speakers, et cetera. Whereas, you know, just for context, we just got our first speaker nailed down on October 12th and that's on Zoom. I feel like there's a lot more flexibility um, when it comes to bringing speakers and inviting guests, whereas there's like more friction involved when you want people to physically be on campus. Now, I want to give a little bit of context for this next question. One thing I do when preparing for guests is solicit topics for discussion from my colleagues in case there's something they think needs addressing. And for one of my colleagues, what needed addressing was CMC's branding. If you haven't seen their social media presence, I've had it described to me as a, quote, soft, modern, pastel, cotton candy core, homes pun, glossier ad. One colleague, however, remarked that it resembles the design of Goop, the wellness and lifestyle brand founded by actress Gwyneth Paltrow. And so, was Gwyneth Paltrow at all an inspiration for the way that this club looks or functions? Not necessarily, but you just have to know, like, just for context, like, Goop has had, Goop is, like, very influential in their branding, just like that modern, really minimalistic branding. So I can't really say it was a direct inspiration from Goop. I just feel like Goop has been influential when it comes to, like, you know, e-commerce branding. Um, but, yeah, I think the branding is a really interesting question because we do have a very specific branding, and we wanted our... Clubs to, club to honestly stand out as far as the branding and to make it seem like like it will stand out from really cut through the noise from all other clubs and how they've been branded before. So it looks like stuff that has been done on Canva, like everything really looks the same and we wanted to really have a distinct brand identity. I think that's just, you know, that's just intuitive coming from backgrounds of being at brands and you know, having that, I guess, understanding 
of brand identity. So we do have a specific brand. You know, honestly, the problem is we we have had discussions on whether it is attracting too specific of, of an audience, which whether or not that is a problem. I think, you know, one question that has been brought up and we're being really candid is, you know, our branding right now is very, you know, I feel very feminine focused or like more directed to a female audience. And I do think that in the future, we want to make it more agnostic and more, a little more catered to a broader audience. We definitely want to attract future male marketers as well, including myself. Um, and just for context, like we had over 50 applications for the board itself and um, 95%, we like, we did the calculation, were female. So it really, you know, that hypothesis became true, but, you know, we do want to foster a diverse community. And I think we're, we're going to have to have discussions about the branding and who it's attracting. But that being said, we do want to really have an elevated sense of the club branding. Columbia Marketing Club joins a host of pre-professional campus clubs, often maligned, especially in recent weeks, for their application processes and exclusivity. Uh, this is a post, right, from Columbia Confessions. I'm sure you guys have heard of them. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, I'll just read this quickly. Why does it feel like joining an organization here at Columbia feels like you're joining the bourgeoisie? I understand wealth and geniuses are prevalent here on campus, but almost everyone I know has been rejected despite their amazing track record. It's my first year on this campus, but I'm being denied from almost 10 organizations, and that's very discouraging. I'm looking at you, pre-professional organizations, and business frats. So you guys are a pre-professional organization. You say that you have the newsletter, going to send out uh, information on internships and whatnot, and you've just closed your applications for board. Given you know this context, why this impetus to have people on board during the fall, right? So, like, why not architect the club for what it is and then field interviews about, like, the club once people are more familiar with what it does? And, you know, given that you're finding applicants right now, how would you reply to, like, that Columbia Confession post? Yeah, I've personally been rejected from clubs before, and I absolutely, absolutely understand that frustration. I think it sucks. Um, and this is something that we've talked a lot about um, as we kind of created the application process. Um, in terms of our application, what we're really looking for right now, so the newsletter, for example, will be sent out to everyone who applied to our to our club. Um, and everyone who wants to be on that is welcome. Everyone is welcome in our events. Um, everyone is welcome to receive those newsletter postings, et cetera. Um, at this point, we're specifically looking for board members because we have some ambitious goals um, and we feel like we need more people to support those goals. What kind of um, goals would those be, if you don't mind me asking? That would be focusing on creating larger scale events. Um, we also want to expand our social media presence. Um, again, thinking about that branding, we're specifically looking for someone um, with graphic design experience to help kind of elevate um, the look of the, the club. Um, so in terms of the board, at this point, we're really just looking for a few people um, who are interested in leadership positions. Um, so this isn't necessarily like you have to apply to get into the club. 
um, that's not the case. Um, anyone is welcome. Um, and we're so excited to have everyone at our events. Um, and then another thing we're also doing is trying to keep track of everyone who applied. Um, and because our board is going to be so small, um, we're hoping to pull people in for special projects throughout the year. So for example, if someone um, really wants to create a certain event or has a specific idea, um, they're welcome to come to us um, and be a leader for that specific event um, because they are part of the club um, and so can therefore have um, that kind of ownership over our programming. Um, again, to reiterate, um, I absolutely know how frustrating the club applications can be. Um, and I personally, it's just been awful to like have to feel through them and, you know, feel like you're crushing people's hopes of being in a club. And that's absolutely not the case. I really want to be working with everyone who um, is interested. At this point, we're just looking for like four or five people to do specific leadership positions throughout the club. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that everyone who applied um, is not welcome. It's just such a salient topic and we can talk all day about it, but it's very clear that we just have this really archaic club system about like you're either on the board to be technically officially in the club or you're a general body member, so you're really not in the club. And, you know, we've gotten a lot of questions of like breaking that mold, et cetera. And, you know, part of the reason why people want to be in clubs is they want exposure and they want to figure out if, you know, finance is for me or consulting is for me or marketing is for me. And they feel like, if they're not in the club, they don't have the opportunity to really explore that. But, you know, I think that we want to resist that as much as possible, but we also have to remember that starting off, we can't be perfect. And, you know, we just want to create something and it doesn't have to be the perfect, you know, utopian version of a club. We're, we're actively recruiting this weekend, literally in 10 minutes for a board and originally we were thinking of four now we think that's like way too small because we had 50 applicants um we're thinking of more of probably under right under 10 but again it's like this idea of a small board and it was rough to reject people and i've definitely been there my freshman year my my fall semester i didn't get into any clubs and it really impacted me and my you know my self-worth etc and but you know the, the reality is, as a club, you just you just need a small board to manage people. And once you have too many people, it just becomes a nightmare to manage. And we were even talking with Zara, who's the president of CWBS, the Women's Business Club. You know, she was even saying part of her learnings from last year was, you know, having bringing people on too easily and then finding that there were people that were not really committed. They just didn't really know what their role is, et cetera. So, you know, part of having an interview is so we can get to know these people before letting them in. And regarding applications, I mean, we could always, Elena and I can always um, share some advice. You know, I feel like it's definitely really, it's definitely a, a foreign experience for me, having not been on an executive board before to read applications. And I feel like I could give some pointers based on like what works applications, at least for us. So at least for us, we wanted somebody who was really informed about 
the marketing landscape. And if they mentioned or talked about a brand or a trend that we thought was pretty pretty niche or, or we felt like was pretty sophisticated understanding, um, that was definitely a good thing. And also being concise. I think that's a good thing. That's a very, very important thing because, you know, applicants have to remember that it's just we you have to pass the scan test like we're just scanning over it and if it's a block of words you're putting your entire resume some of which isn't relevant to that club on there you know it's just noise and i feel like just really honing in on you know what you know what makes you unique what makes you stand out but also being concise just being concise and you know i think part of the I feel like um, one thing that we wanted to change about the club application process is like writing essays, literally just to try to get in and then getting all these rejections and just feeling like, okay, that was just a waste of my time, right? So we limited that by limiting sentences. So we were like, tell us in five sentences, sorry, not even five sentences. We had three to four sentences, right? And we didn't include a resume either. We said, please tell us experience that you feel is relevant. So those are small ways that we're trying to change how applying to a club is and the experience of a club. Um, but listen, we definitely understand and we've definitely been there. Um, and we, we, we do want to actively include people outside of the board into our events and especially our smaller, more intimate events as well. And I think with with Zoom, that's becoming that, that line between board member and general body member is becoming blurred a little bit. Um, on a previous episode, I had a guest tell me that the main mission for clubs this semester is really just forming a community, regardless of what that club is. Um, Elena, you said in uh, your Instagram posting, just your bio, that you do want to foster a community of people interested in brand. And you've talked about these smaller, more intimate events, as you've just said, Andy. Um, however, you know, the message that people seem to get right now is for, you know, how can I get involved, right? Uh, for people that do want to get involved is sign up for the newsletter, right? Um, so I guess how much of the club is the newsletter for non-board members, right? Uh, what engagement does a member have beyond the newsletter? Is it possible to really just like build a community around what is essentially a listserv? That's a great question. I do feel like it's kind of condescending and we, we need to change that copy, by the way. Um, um, we, you know, the newsletter isn't really, as I said, events and speakers are our main, main event. And some of our, you know, our, on the 12th, we have a pretty big speaker. So that's going to be a webinar. So unfortunately, you can't really be in breakout rooms and meet other members. But in smaller, you know, coffee limited guest type of settings that will invite people, um, those are more settings that you can introduce yourself, introduce your interest and meet people that are like-minded and, you know, also, you know, be able to get coffee with those people um, and meet people events um mostly based on ours exactly we just want to make sure that um people are who are coming like are really interested in coming um so it's not necessarily just going to be like board members it'll be like hey we're doing this specific thing like are you interested do you want to come if so let us know i honestly and like this is full disclosure i have no idea how much interest we're going to get for some of these events um and i think it's going to be really difficult at least in the beginning, to figure out how to balance um, interest with who's actually showing up, 
And what does that look like in an online space? How many people are actually going to come to the Zoom meeting? Um, how many are just going to, you know, click interested and then not show up? Um, which is something that Columbia definitely is notorious for. I think the rule of them is half, like half the people that say they're going on a Facebook event and they're going. <laughs> That's what my friend said. Yeah, so we'll we'll see. Honestly, it's really yeah. in progress. Um, we're gonna try to make sure that as many people who have access to these small community events, or um, as many people who want it, have yeah. it. Um, and we're just going to try to figure out how much interest there actually is at this point, um, because we're not entirely sure yet. So, As I mentioned, Andy and Elena are seniors. They're starting CMC from the ground up this semester and have a limited time to steer the club's direction. At the same time, they've now stated that some of their decisions regarding club administration are meant to go against the grain of campus club culture. So what do Elena and Andy want Columbia Marketing Club to become once they leave? I think we definitely don't want to be a resume piece. Um, we want to be something that people are actually able to um, learn and grow within. Um, I think we want to make sure that we are um, not necessarily, like we're meeting these different moles that aren't necessarily just the finance um, and the consulting interest with wow. any of the clubs. Mm -hmm on campus, we're gonna try to provide um, a space for people who didn't feel like their professional interests were met with those organizations. Totally. And it's easy to be cynical. I was I was talking, I was texting with a friend the other day and I was saying like, oh, it's, you know, I feel bad that I have to reject so many people. And some of them were, you know, really, I feel like decent applications, like in the middle, we just simply couldn't, we're, we're doing all of this by ourselves. So we just, we're, we're interviewing 16 people this weekend. So we just, as, as a set of two, we just can't interview that many people. Um, but my friend said, well, you know, don't feel bad because at the end of the day, you're, you're still able to give, you know, maybe 10 or so people a chance in a club that didn't exist before for these people, you know, a club that didn't exist for these people. And like, it really sits in niche. So I think it's, you know, it's easy to, you know, look at the harsh reality, but at the end of the day, we're opening up 10, 10 seats to people. And so far we've, we've found the people that are exactly what we're looking for, passionate and, you know, most importantly, people that we want to lead after us, that we would want to prepare to take over after us, because we want this to be a forever club. You know, forever is too big of a word, but, you know, 20 years later, we still want CMC, Columbia Marketing Club, to still be, you know, in the dialogue in the halls of Columbia. For more information about Columbia Marketing Club, especially concerning their October 12th event, you can visit them on Facebook and Instagram at Columbia Marketing Club or visit their websites, columbiamarketingclub.com. My thanks to Andy Liu and Elena Scott for sitting down with me and to the blog editorial board for the green light on this project. If there's a club you'd like to hear from, you can reach us on Facebook and Twitter at blog or email us at tipsatblog.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>